I would, at this point, highly doubt he'll be ready for that October 14th season opener. Oliver Wallstrom is in the top 12, and that would be my assumption. Both bring a, a real gritty edge. I just don't want to have him have any doubt that he can play in the National Hockey League. Enrico Palazzo, one of the finest national anthem singers of all time. Newsday presents the Island Ice Podcast with Andrew Gross. And welcome to Island Ice, Newsday's New York Islanders podcast, episode 112. And hi, I'm your host, Andrew Gross of Newsday, and please find me on Twitter at agrossnewsday. Well, we're about a week into it now. The Islanders have had a good first week of training camp. They've won their first two preseason games, and they have four more, starting with the first of uh, three quote-unquote home games at Bridgeport on Saturday afternoon against the Devils. And on this episode, I will review what's happened so far, preview, preview some of the remaining camp battles, play you some audio from Barry Trotz and some of the players, and then, of course... Get to your questions with Andrew's answers. And the first thing to note is this has been a very crisp camp with, with good intent, good intensity and pace during the practices, very structured, uh, sort of no fooling, fooling around. Basically everything you'd expect from a Lou Lamarillo, Barry Trotz design camp. The Islanders, you know, Barry does it the same way each season. He, you know, Gets it into three groups during that uh, kind of that first week leading into the first preseason game. The the third group was a bunch of the younger prospects who really didn't have a chance of making the uh, the varsity team. Uh, so it's really two groups of about twenty to twenty two players each. You know, with the the veterans split up with some of the other prospects, and uh, they basically go over fundamental work on the systems. Uh, a lot of, you know, breakouts, a lot of work along the boards, a lot of just getting the physicality up. And then they played those two preseason games. And now this week, now you're starting to see Barry incorporate some of the special teams work into the team and uh, have the first group of cutdowns. Nothing out of the expected, really. It's the, the AHL players or the junior players going back to their teams. A guy like Atu Roddy, uh, the Islanders' top pick this season, uh, fell to the second round, had a strong camp. I'll, I'll discuss him in a little bit. Uh, he goes back to his team in Finland. That's not a surprise. That was always the plan. There are some concerns, however. Matt Martin has yet to skate with the veterans group as he recovers from off-season surgery to remove a bone chip from his ankle. I, I, I would, at this point, highly doubt he'll be ready for that October 14th season opener at Carolina. And, and the same goes for goalie Simeon Varlamov, who is dealing with uh, the general diagnosis of soreness. Uh, Barry Trotz said it was a nagging issue, not a major one, but Varley also has not joined any of the practice groups. Uh, his rehab is, has been handled off ice thus far. Uh, the Islanders are still not ruling out uh, Varlamov to be available to start the season, but that just doesn't seem likely uh, as it goes along like this. And of course, Trotz said even if Varley is not ready on October 14th, he expects Varley to be ready soon after that. And of course, he is not 
worried or concerned since he knows Ilya Sorokin can carry the load to start the season. I would imagine that means that former Devils number one Corey Schneider would uh, would start the season uh, with the Islanders as Sorokin's backup. Uh, Schneider played in uh, the Tuesday night game in Philly, a 3-2 overtime win, uh, gives up uh, the one goal. Uh, I think he made 10 saves there. Look, you know, pretty decent to talk to him before the game. And remarkably, that that's the first time we've gotten to talk to Corey Schneider as an Islander. And this was really, this preseason game was the first time Corey Schneider had stepped onto the ice for any sort of game with the Islanders. He had dressed as a backup, I believe, seven times uh, last season uh, during the 56-game season when teams could carry a taxi squad. And, and that's still... Maybe a possibility down the road that teams may have taxi squads this year, although that is not the way uh, they're probably going to start. Uh, they'll start with the regular NHL, AHL model. But anyway, uh, Schneider did not play in any of the games he dressed for, including one playoff game, and and there were no preseason games last season. So uh, uh, Tuesday in Philly was the first time Schneider actually saw action uh, for the New York Islanders, albeit in the preseason. Um, one one other disappointment in camp is that highly touted defense prospect uh, Samuel Bolduck has also not practiced. He too is dealing with soreness, but absences just create opportunities. And not that Finnish defenseman Robin Sallow wasn't going to get an opportunity in camp coming over from the Swedish league. But the second round pick in 2017 has certainly looked good in camp. And in the first two preseason games, Trotz played him back to back. He's grown uh, to six foot two. He's bulked up a little bit to 192 pounds. He's looked comfortable in all three zones, either with the puck on his stick or, or positioning defensively. He's a good skater. He blocked four shots in a 3-2 overtime win at Philadelphia. And, and here's Noah Dobson, who at 21 is actually a year younger than Sallow on what he's seen from Robin Sallow so far in training camp and in that one preseason game. Yeah, no, definitely. He's, he's definitely been impressive. He, he looks really calm and, and poised out there, and you definitely see the skill set. He's got good vision and skates really well, and he's really deceptive. So I think he's, he's done a really good job. He's played really well the last two games, and he's definitely going to be a really good player. Of course, Sallow is not likely to start his four, first North American season in the NHL, but at AHL Bridgeport uh, to get some seasoning. The Islanders have been... Uh, uh, pretty uh, successful with the model of uh, getting defensemen, you know, extended stays at Bridgeport to really get their game NHL ready. Uh, I'm thinking of both Adam Pellick and Ryan Pulak and uh, Scott Mayfield went through that as well. Noah Dobson, we all know, uh, you know, had to stay on the NHL roster or be sent back to his junior team. So Noah Dobson went the straight to the NHL route. That's also worked out for him, although the Islanders did bring him along a little more slowly, uh, certainly as a rookie, uh, before he, he evolved into a full-time role. But I, I would think Sallow and, and also Samuel Bolduck, for sure, who, who did play with Bridgeport last season, he's going to get some more time down there. But uh, Sallow uh, is... He's he's a contender uh, down the road, but 
Look, the, the Islanders and Lou Lamorello said this before uh, training camp opened. It's not hard to project the Islanders' top six. And, uh, you know, if we consider uh, Adam Pellick, Ryan Pulak, the top pair, and then uh, Dano Char has been playing with uh, Noah Dobson, and uh, that would put Andy Green with Scott Mayfield. That would be the top six. Then there is a heated battle for the seventh and perhaps eighth spots. And it will be interesting to see whether the Islanders go with 14 forwards and seven defensemen uh, along with the two goalies or 13 forwards and eight defensemen, uh, especially with the long road trip to start the season. Uh, maybe that would be an indication or, uh, you know, a reason they would keep an eighth defenseman. They're, that that 13-game road trip to start the season, it starts out in Carolina, then they go to uh, Florida for, against the Panthers, they go up to Chicago, they do, go to Columbus, and, and then they go out west for a back-to-back against the Coyotes and the Vegas Golden Knights before presumably coming home for uh, you know a couple of days. They have, I think, four days off between the Vegas game and the Nashville game. So I'm assuming the Islanders will, will come home for that stretch. And uh, you know maybe if they needed another defenseman, uh, they, they could pick one up there. But uh, you know, especially with the the Phoenix Vegas component on this trip, uh, you know, it wouldn't shock me if they go thirteen eight here. And uh, look, Thomas Hickey is still in the mix, and Barry Trotz said after the game in Philly that you know Thomas just you know you don't worry about him on the ice. He just you know he knows where to be. He's an, an NHL defenseman, even if he's spent more of his time in the AHL lately. Uh, uh, Sebastian Ajo looked very spry in his outing on Tuesday, very active uh, with the puck and, and certainly on the power play, uh, roaming the blue line there. Um, Eric Gustafsson had two assists and a 4 nothing win over the Rangers at, at the Garden on Sunday. I, I think the coaching staff certainly appreci- uh, appreciates the, NH- the NHL experience he brings and, and the potential, considering... He's not far off from a 60-point season uh, that he had for Chicago in 2018-19. And though the Islanders are already his fourth NHL stop since then, he's uh, he moved on from Chicago to play in Calgary and then split last season between the Flyers and the Montreal Canadiens. I think the coaching staff has liked what they've seen uh, from Gustafsson, for sure, and, and are intrigued by... Whether, you know, he's an offensive-minded defenseman and whether he can sort of fill a little bit of that role that uh, left with uh, Nick Letty going to the Detroit Red Wings for salary cap purposes. So I I think Gustafsson, even though he's on a a PTO, professional tryout offer, I think Gustafsson has a, a really good chance of sticking around and starting the season uh, with the Islanders. And I also think the coaching staff has liked what they've seen from a journeyman Paul Ledoux. Uh, and, and, and Ledoux uh, could give them an extra right-handed shot on D. And uh, me- meanwhile, back to the pairings. I mentioned Chara and Dobson, and that's how Trot started training camp rather than uh, Green and Dobson as it was last season. And uh, e- either way, Dobson's being paired with a savvy veteran, both Chara and and Green are former captains. Uh, uh, Green, obviously, with the New Jersey Devils. 
and as Dano Chara for 14 seasons with the Boston Bruins that included one Stanley Cup. And, and as Dano, Big Z is uh, obviously headed to the Hall of Fame whenever he does decide to hang up his uh, his skates. But uh, uh, e- either way, Dobson's gotten some good mentoring here. And, and here's Andy Green uh, talking about uh, switching up the defense pairs in training camp to start. Yeah, I mean, it's whatever, you know, whatever they need out of the guys that are playing. Uh, I think we're all pretty interchangeable uh, with, with how, how we play and who we play with. Um, obviously, we, me and Dauber spent a good portion of uh, last season together, and uh, we, we know that that's still there. But, um, you, you know, it's just uh, getting reps in with everybody during practice, too, uh, during the scrimmages here and, and in games. Uh, you, you know, you always have to be adaptable and, and, and ready, and, uh, it doesn't matter who you're playing with. You got to make sure you're doing um, or, you know, make sure you're playing the right way and playing your game. Up front, as previously uh, discussed, uh, it's another tight battle, especially if it, if it's for just one extra spot. Now, if we assume Oliver Wallstrom is in the top 12, and th- that would be my assumption, but maybe we shouldn't make that assumption for salary cap reasons, since Wallstrom can be reassigned to Bridgeport without going through waivers, um, and maybe that's the, uh, the the corner that the Islanders get backed into uh, cap-wise. Uh, but if we assume Wallstrom is in the top 12 and, and playing, uh, then the likes of Leo Komarov, Ross Johnson, Richard Panik, Kiefer Bellows, Anatoly Golishev, Michael Dalcal, even Austin Zarnick and uh, Otto Koivula, they, they're all in the mix there as bubble forwards. And as mentioned, it doesn't seem like Matty Martin will be ready to start the season. And, and Barry Trotz has been testing Richard Panic up and down the lineup. Now, uh, uh, unlike Leo a little bit, um, you know, Trotz thinks Richard Panic has a little more offensive upside um, th- does that mean he would get a nod over Leo Komarov, either for playing time or for a roster spot? Would Lou Lamarillo then look to trade Uncle Leo because Leo counts $3 million against the salary cap this season? I, I-, I asked Barry uh, about whether he saw some redundancy in having both Panic and Leo on the roster because e- even though, uh, as you'll hear, Barry Trotz says, that that Richard Panic maybe brings a little more on the offensive side, and Leo Komarov maybe a, a little bit more responsible defensively. Uh, both bring a a real gritty edge to the game, you know, like that little bit of agitating. So uh, you know, can both of them coexist on on the roster? Is that how the the Islanders would? would maximize uh, their roster flexibility by having both. And uh, here, here's Barry Trotz's answer to that. Well, we have a lot of depth, so there's going to be some some uh, some players that are going to get exposed, I'm sure, that, you know, hopefully, you know, selfishly I hope they don't get picked up. Uh, but if, the, you know, teams are, are watching, they're, they're, they're gonna, there's going to be some people around. So... Um, and they'll have to make the decisions, but they, they bring different elements. I think Leo brings a little more of the, uh, I'll say, uh, defensive part of the game and some of those intangibles that are, that don't show up analytically. 
Uh, he cleans up a lot of stuff and, and he gets people off their game. I think Richard has more of a, uh, more of a skill set, more of a finish, you know, uh, around the net than Leo does. Um, and he, 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 I think he can make some higher skill plays and, and what have you. He's got, uh, but they both skate pretty well. And, and, uh, I think, you know, you look at Richard's career, I think, you know, when he was in Tampa, he was pretty, playing pretty high up the, up the lineup for a pretty good hockey team for a few years. So, um, you know, there, there's something there for sure. One other interesting case for sure is Kiefer Bellows, who's now 23 years old. He was the 19th overall pick in 2016, and he's played in 22 NHL games. And he and we and you and Barry Trotz, we all know he can score. It just doesn't seem like there's space for him on the roster right now, which could be problematic because... uh, Kiefer w- would require waivers to to be reassigned to Bridgeport, and if he's going through waivers, you know, I, I I certainly think that would be potentially attractive to another NHL franchise, a guy with this kind of scoring potential. Now, of course, you know, I I, I do believe. Uh, the Islanders, if they are thinking of reassigning Kiefer Bellows to AHL Bridgeport, they would wait until almost the absolute last moment when all teams, you know, there's a bum rush on the waiver wire towards the end of training camp. And you can sort of sneak players through that way because of the sheer uh, numbers of how many players are out there. But still, it, it would be, I think, a, a significant risk to expose Kiefer Bellows. And he, here's Barry Trotz talking about where he sees Kiefer Bellows uh, standing uh, through training camp so far. Well, I think Kiefer's got a good, good hockey mind. I mean, he, obviously he can score. Uh, there's no question. I, I think Kiefer, I don't have any problem with his defensive game. Um, it's just, uh, you know, we, when, when we get into the game, I know we've got two games in. Um, can you be productive? Uh, you know, he's, you know, hopefully in the next couple of games, I put him with uh, some people uh, who are more in the top six. He's, he's probably been in that bottom six or that bottom nine, I should say. Not really a fourth line. Um, and he's played, he's played fine. Uh, but we, we'll see if there's going to be any production. And, uh, to me, it's going to be, you know, we've got lots of depth. There's lots of competition. It's just, you know, be the best version of what he is. And, and he's a, he's a player that has the ability to be, uh, good around the net and, and contribute. He's a player that, uh, when he's competing at a high level, um, the best example, I don't know if you remember the game last year against Washington. Uh, he played with uh, Pager and and Wally. I think we ended up winning the game uh, like, like eight to three or seven to three. Um, you bottled that game. He was up and down the ice. He was uh, he was winning his battles. He was physical uh, when it was necessary, and he was he was taking the puck to net on when he had time and space, and 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 just playing a real hard 200 foot game and, and with a lot of energy and a lot of uh, execution and you know he can do that it's uh, you know you get this this time uh, in the camp against a team that's that it feels very deep you know he, he, I just don't want to have him have any doubt that he can play in the National Hockey League in the in the, in the future 
on the same subject, here's the man himself, Kiefer Bellows, um, talking about the confidence he has in his game right now, both uh, on the offensive side for sure, and also, uh, as Barry Trotz said, he has no issues with Kiefer Bellows' defensive game, and uh, and Kiefer knows that how crucial the defensive game is to his long-term NHL success, and, and he's working on that as well. Yeah, I mean, the confidence in my game, you know, in myself is extremely high. I know the player that I am. I know that I can score goals in this league, and I know I can be a, you know, a good player in this league. And, you know, my play away from the puck may not look all the time spectacular, but, you know, I'm in the right spots. You know, I'm working on my defensive side of my game. And then, you know, in that offensive zone, it's just, you know, it's a natural gift I have to find that soft area to score goals. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't look like a little much, but really it's that, you know, that goal score ability that I have to find that soft area to get those shots off. But, yeah, confidence in myself, extremely high. Finally, and I, and I talked about Robin Sallow, and I remember tweeting out from the press box in Philadelphia on Tuesday night that it would be very easy to envision a time in the not-so-distant future when both Robin Sallow and this year's top pick uh, in the second round, Atu Roddy, are dressing for the Islanders. Uh, Roddy acquitted himself very well in his first training camp with the Islanders, got in two preseason games because Barry wanted to take a second look at him before returning Roddy to his club in Finland. I would say projecting, you know, a year from now, he's probably got a good shot out of training camp next season. Um, Maybe that's a little bit of a leap of faith uh, for, for a player who would be playing his first full season or first season in the in North America, but like I said, Roddy really acquitted himself well in training camp, and I would dare say stood out uh, in, in training camp. Him and Salo, um, you know, Atu Roddy may not be the best skater, but he gets himself into the right positions. Uh, I noticed him having certainly a strong physical presence along the walls. He's not afraid to mix it up. He's not afraid to kind of get down low and, and, and get himself dirty, if you will. Uh, and to use Barry Trotz's terms, Atu Roddy certainly seems to have a high hockey IQ. And, and here's Barry Trotz speaking a little bit more about Atu Roddy. You know, he's going to go back to his team. And we wanted to, to get a, a, a good handle of the, the person and the player. In an, in that order, actually, um, and you know the person is 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 good. We're really impressed with the person, and his game has lots of substance. I mean, he's on pucks. Uh, he's learned. He plays with a lot of joy in his game, and he's he's not scared of of uh, I'll say the moment, which is really good for a young player. And he, he, there's there's a lot to, to like about him. He's playing at a very difficult position. Um, there's some stuff we're going to clean up. You, you think he's 18 years old and and doing what he's doing and and thinking the way he does and 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 uh, really responding well. That you know that's a, that's really encouraging. So we, we'd like him to you know get this experience and have a good experience, and then you know he'll go back to his team at some point. And, um, hopefully he can carry forward. I mean, he was a really young play, player playing in a, 
on a good team in a good league. And, and last year he didn't uh, get a lot of playing time. So I, that, that's the only reason I think his stock has really fallen in the draft. Um, but our people uh, liked him and they stuck with him and they did their homework and we're happy with the player. I mean, he's, uh, as I said, he reminds me a lot of Zach Parise. He's always around the puck. He works. He's not, he's not always pleasurable to the eye in terms of the skating. Uh, but he gets there, and when he gets there, something something happens, and that's that's a good players find a way to get it done when when you know um, you know his skating is 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 good enough, but it's not a he's probably a strength at this level, but it's not a it doesn't hinder him because the rest is all good. So uh, there there's a kind of a where it is in, in training camp so far and uh, as i mentioned what we got moving ahead the islanders have four more preseason games to go that starts on saturday with the first of three games in bridgeport they face the devils on saturday afternoon it's a 2 p.m face off and then they face the flyers again uh that's the following tuesday october 5th um that is also at bridgeport at 7 p.m and and then uh, the Islanders go to the Rock in Newark on uh, Thursday night, October 7th, uh, to face the Devils again. And they conclude the uh, preseason back in Bridgeport against the Rangers on October 9th. And, and, and by then, for sure, you're going to see mostly an NHL uh, lineup. Um, you'll probably start seeing more NHL-ready lineups, I would think, the final the three games of the preseason, certainly the last two, but I, I would think the last three. And uh, again, the, the Islanders just making their first cutdowns of the preseason, basically getting the that, that third group out of there, the young prospects, the guys who are uh, essentially going to be in Bridgeport or go back to their junior teams or uh, undrafted free agents, whatnot. Um, so now you, you're really going to be able to laser focus in on some of the battles uh, I've talked about here and I will continue to talk about as you ask your questions for Andrew's Answers. It's time for your questions with Andrew's Answers. And we'll start off with uh, uh, Twitter handle Twitter handle at Enrico Palazzo, one of the finest national anthem singers of all time. EP asks, I know the team is telling everyone they're not concerned about Semyon Varlamov's injury, but I'm worried that he's not on the ice still. Is there in any indication if this is the same injury from the end of last year or something new from the offseason? And uh, I, I wish I had an, an answer to that. And I have not seen Semyon Varlamov. Uh, so I cannot, they're certainly, the Islanders are certainly not disclosing that. Um all Barry Trotz would say, as I mentioned, is that this is a quote-unquote nagging issue and not a major issue. So Semyon uh, recovered uh, from whatever happened to him in that uh, in game up in Boston, and he certainly was fine through the playoffs. Could it be the same thing? Of, of course it could, but, you know, soreness... When you talk about soreness at this stage, I think, you know, 
you're probably looking at groins or, or somewhere in, you know, the, the leg, I would think some kind of soreness, unless he took a puck somewhere and he's got rib soreness. It could be a whole host of things, and I'm just speculating here. Um, and and again, I, I wish I had a a better answer for you, but no, there's there's no indications what Varley is dealing with now. And uh, at D. Kurt Green uh, asks, when will Bolduck and Varlamov get on the ice? And uh, again, no timetable from that, and, and I asked Barry about it uh, the other day, and he said no significant updates there. Um, so, you know, again, it's just speculation. I, I don't have an exact date. I would I would think that Varlamov gets on the ice at some point here uh, during training camp, and that, that is before the end of the preseason. Bulldog, uh, Bulldog might not get into an Islanders practice. They may just reassign him to Bridgeport and, uh, and then practice down there. Um, Thomas Boyle asks, which prospect has the best chance of making the team out of camp? And uh, I guess the question is, what do you consider a prospect? You know, if I tell you Oliver Wallstrom's going to make the team, is that a prospect or is that an NHL player right now. And uh, honestly, you know, and I guess the same would go, would go for Sebastian Ajo. If I tell you Sebastian Ajo uh, might have the best chance uh, to stick, especially if they carry eight defensemen, would I, you know, would you consider that a prospect? But, you know, the guys you're talking about, a uh, Kiefer Bellows or an Otto Koivula, uh, guys like that, um, I, I maybe maybe the best way to say is uh you know maybe Anatoly Golishev <laughs> of all people might have the best chance uh if they want to uh, bring his scoring into the NHL um but overall I I don't think any of the prospects and again if you're not considering Oliver Wallstrom a prospect or or not considering Sebastian Ajo a prospect I don't think any of the prospects have a real good chance of making the team out of training camp. Um, AZ, a bunch of numbers afterwards, (laughs) which I I don't feel like uh, going through. Let's just call him AZ, asks, is Richard Panic penciled in as the third forward? At, At this point, is the inside track to the 14th forward down to Leo and Ross Johnson? Has anyone else made a strong showing for a spot or guys like uh, Michael Dalcal and Bellows shrunk from the pack? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say Bellows has shrunk from the pack. Um, I I, I do sort of agree with the point that the Islanders may go veterans for those extra forwards rather than a young guy who could play down at Bridgeport and, and continue developing. Uh, and right now, if you tell me Matt Martin is not going to start the season, and I, I shouldn't say you tell me, I, I'm telling you, I don't think Matt Martin is going to be ready to start the season, then I think Richard Panic might be penciled in as a, as a 12th forward. And at that point, if you're looking at 13 forwards, yes, I certainly think Leo and Ross 
might have a skate up on, on everyone else, um, depending on how they want to go. But I, I wouldn't say Bellows has shrunk from the pack. It's just a matter of can they fit him in and does that make sense having him maybe not play at the NHL level while he could potentially play at the AHL level? Or does it make more sense if you think you're going to lose him through waivers if you can't find a spot on the NHL uh, roster for him? Does it make more sense to uh, try and see what kind of trade value Kiefer Bellows has out there? I think everything's on the table. Um, uh, Michael Milstein asks, uh, Golishev was partnered up with Barzell and Anders Leenkamp. Looked pretty active uh, today, and I- I'm assuming that was after the uh, the Philadelphia game. And yes, I agree. Golishev was active, certainly around the crease. Couple of he had some decent chances, a whack at a backhand that almost went in, and uh, I-, I think there was one one other high danger chance that uh, he sort of did have down there. Um, I know other people are asking about the bubble guys that could be lost to waivers like Bellows and Dalcal, but Golishev could go back to the KHL if he doesn't make the team. And uh, I think Golishev really wants to give it a try in North America. Now, I, I say that without having spoken to Golishev. And yes, you know, uh, I don't have his contract right in front of me, so I don't know if he has the clause where he can go to the KHL. Uh, or back to the KHL. Certainly, he's had a very fine career in the KHL, and I could see where, if he's not going to play in the NHL, um, that would be his preference. But I, I really think, you know, if he's come over here, I think, you know, he wants to give it more of a go than just through training camp. And uh, like you said, you never know what's going to happen during the season. So you go down to Bridgeport, you play well there. You, you never know what the big league club uh, needs. So uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily say Golishev is going to go running back to the KHL if he's not on the Islanders roster on October 14th. Um, Jack Anton uh, says... Uh, the sign of a true Stanley Cup contender is the fact that the only real roster question mark is who will be the 13th and 14th forwards. So, Andrew, who will be the 13th and 14th forwards the majority of the season? And uh, I'll be honest, I I think they're going to find a spot for for Ross Johnson. I'm pretty sure they're going to find a spot for Richard Panic and uh, and if Leo if they can fit Leo in I know how much they love him and so like I said I I really think they're going to go veterans on, on the extra forwards uh for the majority of the season um I see 1447 says could Cole Bardreau legitimately make the team out of camp since he can play center wing and penalty kill and look Cole Bardreau, if he goes to Bridgeport, it's not because of anything he did in training camp. He or, you know, he looked very, very good in that game in Philadelphia. Certainly, as Barry likes to say, applying backside pressure to the rest of the lineup, basically pushing them to do better because they know they have a guy like Cole coming up behind them who could t- take the roster spot. And I think. I think Cole Bardreau could play uh, for the Islanders uh, at the NHL level, but 
I don't think he has a, a real shot of making the team out of camp. And, you know, as much of, a, of an open mind as Barry does have, I, I just don't see him fitting here to start, um, even though he does bring some of the things you, you know, the gritty things you do like seeing. Smith's NYI says, will they try to send Kiefer Bellows down and risk losing him on waivers, or will they try and trade him? And uh, it, it's a great question. Uh, it's one I've been mulling about in my head for a while here. Um because I, I really do think the risk is there, is great in waivers. And, and if Lou uh, believes the same thing, then, uh, you know, I, I certainly see Lou making some calls to see what kind of market there is for Kiefer Bellows at this point. Uh, that's not, you know, locking it down saying they will trade him, but I, I do think it, it may be a uh, an avenue the Islanders are forced to explore if they just determined that Kiefer Bellows will not be on the NHL roster to start the season. Matt asks, despite Sebastian Ajo and Oliver Wallstrom's good play so far, I don't think they make the team over the veterans. Thoughts? And look, yeah, no, I, I think if Sebastian Ajo is making this team, it's as, as an eighth defenseman. Now, Oliver Wallstrom, you've heard me discuss He's he's got the out. He can be sent to Bridgeport without exposing him to waivers. But is that what's best for the Islanders? I think the Islanders' best lineup is with Oliver Wallstrom in it. The test drive time is over. Put him in the lineup and uh, let's get some goals and then let's get some good play out of him. Uh, so I, I I would tend to think Oliver Wallstrom, you know, will be here and... Uh, uh, will be used in the top 12, or at least if I'm coaching the team, that's how we're going. Brian G says, any reason, okay, sorry, Brian G, this, uh, uh, he was asking why Sebastian Ajo was not getting a chance in the preseason game, and, and Ajo did, did play in Philadelphia. I'm not sure he gets another game, although I would tend to think he gets at least one more preseason game. Uh, Zach, Asked me what my thoughts are on Sallow, and if you were tuned in at the top, um, you certainly heard me say that I can see this guy playing for the Islanders in the not-too-distant future. He's uh, He's got a bigger body uh, than, uh, you know, last season he was listed at 6 foot 185, and now he's up to 6'2", 192. And my impression of him on the ice was that this was a big body. Uh, so you, you like that out of him. Uh, I like his, his presence out there. I, I like what he's trying to create out there. I, I don't think he goes nuts and tries to do too much, but you can see that he's got some offensive upside. So I, I'm, I'm pretty high on what I've seen out of Robin Sallow and uh, following that up. By Steeple202 says, will, will Robin Sallow make the team? And I will say... Uh, no to that. Um, Patrick Flood asks, thoughts on our prospects, mainly our goalies, and I'll, I'll stick to uh, uh, the, the goalies here, um, just because I, I feel like I, I've spoken about some of the other prospects. But uh, look, the goalies are going to be, when healthy, Semyon Varlamov and Ilya Sorokin and Corey Schneider lines up as the third option in the organization, and that leaves uh, 
Jacob Skarek is the the fourth option. Uh, so, you know, if, if Corey starts the season because Varley is hurt with the Islanders, then I would assume the, the, the tandem down in, uh, in Bridgeport will be Skarek and Ken Appleby. Um, look, I, I think, you know, Ken Appleby, who's a guy who came over from the Devils, uh, played in Bridgeport last season. Uh, I, I don't know that at 26, I believe, I don't know if he projects to be, you know, an NHL starter down the road or an NHL backup. Uh, Jacob Skarek was a, a third round pick in 2018, still young. Uh, was he 22 now, I, I believe? Uh, yeah, he's born in uh, November 1999. You do the math there. I'm certainly going to flub it up. But uh, he's got he's got a big body, six foot four, two hundred and five pounds. He looked okay against the Flyers. I, I guess the the one question I have about Skarek is he is he does he have the speed uh, to to play uh, full time in the NHL? I, I think that's still yet to be proven. But he he played his angles well. Uh, seemed to have a good glove. Uh, got in front of pucks. So I, you know, and, and the times were you know, back in the in you know the halcyon days when we we actually got to talk to the players in person. Uh, a very nice kid to to chat with. Very serious about his craft. Uh, kind of kid you root for. So I think uh, you know he's battled some injuries in the past. Healthy now. Uh, I certainly think that he's going to get a lot of time and a lot of games in Bridgeport, and then it's a it's a prove it uh, thing there. Um, the uh, at Cuse connection, um, and a always love hearing from uh, from the Syracuse family, and two I really appreciated uh, the Otto the Orange icon on uh, Cuse Connections Twitter handle. So thank you for uh, bringing a smile to my face. What's the story with the inaugural season jersey patch? Is the team waiting for the arena to be completed to release the patch? And uh, and Cuse Connection is talking about uh, the expected patch on the Islanders jersey this year, uh, this season, to commemorate the first season at UBS Arena at Belmont Park. And there's no release date as of now. Um, you know, I'm sure it's going to be something that will be on the jersey by October 14th. But I don't have uh, a, a, any kind of timeline as to when the patch is going to be released. I, I would say probably within the next two weeks here. And, and um, you know, also no official word that there will definitely be a patch. But I'm, you know, 99.9% sure that there will be. And uh, we're going to uh, wrap it up here with... Long Island Zone says, how does it feel to be a reporter on the beat for a Lou Lamarillo team as opposed to a non-Lou Lamarillo GM team? And um, I've touched on this in the past. You know, there's uh, my my personal feelings for Lou. I I respect the hell out of him. I I really do. I understand his team first, team only way about going about business. And uh, when I say I respect him, I respect the hell out of the loyalty he shows to those who have, you know, shown loyalty to him. He, he, 
he helps far more people than he, you know, hinders. Let's put it that way. But, however, I, I will say I am on the hindered list. And uh, as I mentioned on the last podcast, the Islanders right now are the only team not to have any sort of in-person interview access. Everything is going on on Zoom. And that is that was Lou's decision. And I, I will say this. Uh, I don't like it, but Lou was well within the guidelines set out by the NHL. The NHL basically told each team for now that they could set their own media policy or media access policy. That may change in the future. Uh, I can't predict which way it's going to go, but as long as Lou has the ability, um, as he says, to keep his players as safe as possible, and if he feels that being in contact with the media is going to put his players in harm, then he's going to restrict that access. It It is tougher to get information about a Lou Lamarillo team as opposed to a non-Lou Lamarillo team. Uh, that's even with in-person interviews. That's uh, Lou Lamarillo keeps everything to himself and puts the fear of God into people about leaking his news. So, you know, it's a challenge. Uh, I enjoy it, but it, it is, you know, it, it's a tough assignment. But uh, one, like I said, I, I, I absolutely, it's a privilege for me, you know, and I've said this for any NHL team, it's a privilege to cover this league and certainly a privilege and an honor to cover the Islanders, try and do my best. But yeah, no, Lou, Lou does not make it easy for the media. So, uh, That's it for episode 112 of Island Ice. I appreciate uh, your questions. I appreciate you listening. If you want to go back and listen to any past episodes or if you care to look up anything I've written about the Islanders or any of the videos, you can go to newsday.com backslash aisles. All the content is available there. You can follow me on Twitter at A Gross Newsday. And until I talk to you again, hopefully very shortly, happy hockey, everybody.